sermons thirty six and thirty seven commentary in the gospel of luke sermons twenty seven through thirty eight by cyril of alexandria translated by r payne smith this librivox recording is in the public domain sermon thirty six seven eleven and it came to pass the day after he was going to a city called nain and his disciples were going with him text missing but observe how he joins miracle to miracle and in the former instance the healing of the centurion's servant he was present by invitation but here he draws near without being invited for no one summoned him to restore the dead man to life but he comes to do so of his own accord and he seems to me to have purposely made this miracle also follow upon the former for there was nothing improbable in supposing that at some point or other some one might rise up and say in opposition to the saviour's glory what is the prodigy wrought in the case of the centurion's son for though he was ailing he was in no danger of death even though the evangelist has so written shaping his narrative rather with a view to what was pleasant than to what was true to stop therefore the intemperate tongue of such detractors he says that christ met the dead young man the only son of a widow it was a pitiable calamity able to arouse one's lamentation and make one's tears gush forth and the woman follows stupefied with her misfortune and all but fainting and many with her text missing for that dead man was being buried and many friends were conducting him to his tomb but there meets him the life and resurrection even christ for he is the destroyer of death and of corruption he it is in whom we live and move and are he it is who has restored the nature of man to that which it originally was and has set free our death-fraught flesh from the bonds of death he had mercy upon the woman and that her tears might be stopped he commanded saying weep not and immediately the cause of her weeping was done away how or by what method he touched the bier and by the utterance of his godlike word made him who was lying thereon return again to life for he said young man i say unto thee arise and immediately that which was commanded was done the actual accomplishment attended upon the words and that dead man it says sat up and began to speak and he gave him to his mother observe here too i pray you the accuracy of the expression for the divine evangelist not only says that the dead man sat up but lest any one should by false arguments attack the miracle saying what wonder if by means of some artifice or other the body was set upright for it is not as yet clearly proved to be alive or delivered from the bonds of death 
for this reason he very skilfully notes down two proofs one after the other sufficient to produce the conviction that he did in very truth arise and was restored for he began he says to speak but an inanimate body cannot speak and he gave him to his mother but assuredly the woman would not have taken her son back to her house if he had been dead and had breathed his last those persons therefore who were restored to life by the power of christ we take as a pledge of the hope prepared for us of a resurrection of the dead and these were this young man and lazarus of bethany and the daughter of the chief of the synagogue and this truth the company of the holy prophets proclaimed before for the blessed isaiah said the dead shall arise and those in the graves shall be restored to life for the dew from thee is healing to them and by dew he means the life-giving operation of christ which is by the instrumentality of the holy ghost and the psalmist bears witness thus speaking concerning them in words addressed to god the saviour of us all when thou turnest away thy face they are troubled and return to their dust thou sendest thy spirit and they are created and thou renewest the face of the ground for it was by reason of adam's transgression of the commandment that we having our faces turned away from god returned to our dust for the sentence of god upon human nature was dust thou art and unto dust thou shalt return but at the time of the consummation of this world the face of the earth shall be renewed for god the father by the son in the spirit will give life to all those who are laid within it it is death that has brought men to old age and corruption death therefore has made old that is to say has corrupted for that which is made old and is growing aged is near corruption as scripture saith but christ renews in that he is the life for he who in the beginning created is able again to renew unto incorruption and life for one may well affirm that it is the office of one and the same energy and power to effect both the one and the other as therefore the prophet isaiah says he hath swallowed up death having become mighty and again the lord hath taken away all weeping from every countenance he hath taken away the reproach of the people from all the earth by the reproach of the people he means sin which disgraces and depraves men and which together with destruction shall be slain and sorrow and death shall perish and the tears cease which are shed on its account disbelieve not therefore the resurrection of the dead for long ago christ wrought it among us with a godlike majesty and let no man say that he who raised two for instance or three and effected thus much is not thoroughly sufficient for the life also of us all 
such words foul with utter ignorance are simply ridiculous right rather is it for us to understand that he is the life and the life-giver by nature and how can the life be insufficient for making all alive it would be the same thing as to say in one's excessive folly that the light also is sufficient indeed for little things but not for the universe he therefore arose who was descending to his grave and the manner of his rising is plain to see for he touched it says the bier and said young man i say unto thee arise and yet how was not a word enough for raising him who was lying there for what is there difficult to it or past accomplishment what is more powerful than the word of god why then did he not effect the miracle by a word only but also touched the bier it was my beloved that thou mightest learn that the holy body of christ is effectual for the salvation of man for the flesh of the almighty word is the body of life and was clothed with his might for consider that iron when brought into contact with fire produces the effect of fire and fulfils its functions so because it became the flesh of the word who gives life to all it therefore also has the power of giving life and annihilates the influence of death and corruption may our lord jesus christ also touch us that delivering us from evil works even from fleshly lust he may unite us to the assemblies of the saints for he is the giver of all good by whom and with whom to god the father be praise and dominion with the holy ghost for ever and ever amen sermon thirty seven seven seventeen through twenty three and this word concerning him went forth in all judea and in all the region round about and his disciples told john of all these things and john called certain two of his disciples and sent them unto jesus saying art thou he that cometh or look we for another when the men came to him they said john the baptist sent us to thee saying art thou he that cometh or look we for another but in that same hour he healed many of sicknesses and scourges and of evil spirits and unto many that were blind he gave sight and he answered and said to them go tell john what things ye have seen and heard that the blind see and the lame walk and the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear the dead arise and the poor are preached unto and blessed is he who is not offended in me on the present occasion also the word about to be addressed to you and the investigation of the sacred doctrines cannot but be most certainly for your benefit come then that together with the holy angels we may praise the universal saviour for he is worshipped as in heaven so also in earth and to him every knee shall bow as it is written be it therefore known to people everywhere that the lord is god 
and even though he appeared in fashion like unto us yet has he given us the indications of a godlike power and majesty on many occasions and in a multitude of ways by driving away diseases by rebuking unclean spirits by bestowing on the blind their sight and finally even by expelling death itself from the bodies of men death which cruelly and mercilessly had tyrannized from adam even unto moses according to the expression of the divine paul that widow's son then at nain arose unexpectedly and wonderfully and the miracle remained unknown to no one throughout the whole of judea but was noised abroad as a divine sign and admiration was upon every tongue and some of his intimate friends that is his disciples tell it also to the blessed baptist and he chose out and selected two persons from the rest and sent them to jesus to ask him if it is he who cometh or whether they must wait for another what hast thou done o excellent baptist dost thou not know him whom thou preachest being thyself the precursor of this rising as the morning star proclaims the coming sun thou wentest before him like a torch thou pointest him out to the holy apostles saying very plainly behold the lamb of god who taketh away the sin of the world elsewhere also we heard thee saying to the multitude of the jews that after me cometh the man who was before me because he is before me and i knew him not but he who sent me to baptize in water he said unto me on whom thou seest the holy ghost descend from heaven and remain upon him he it is who baptizeth in the holy ghost and i saw and bore witness that this is the son of god how then dost thou ask if it is he that cometh for thou saidest i saw and bore witness that he is the son of god but the blessed baptist did not fail to recognize the word of god who had become man do not imagine so well and very clearly was he persuaded that he was he that cometh but what he did was something wise and well contrived and fit in no slight degree to benefit his disciples for they indeed because they did not yet know christ inasmuch as his glory and all excelling majesty was concealed from them were even silently stung at his working miracles and surpassing the baptist in the greatness of the deeds wrought by him for on one occasion they even drew near to him pining with envy and vexation and with their heart still requiring to set free from jewish maladies and said to the blessed baptist concerning christ the universal saviour rabbi he who was with thee on the other side of the jordan to whom thou bearest witness he baptizeth and every man cometh to him for they did not wish any one else to baptize at all and exalt himself against the honour of john they learned however from him the superiority of christ's glory 
and the incomparable greatness of his splendor for they heard him say in answer ye are yourselves my witnesses that i said that i am not the christ but that i have been sent before him he who hath the bride is the bridegroom but the bridegroom's friend who standeth and heareth his voice joyfully rejoiceth because of the bridegroom's voice this therefore which is my joy is complete he must grow great but i must be made small we do not however say that the blessed baptist in any respect whatsoever decreased in dignity himself of himself during the time that christ's glory was constantly receiving addition from those that believed on him but inasmuch as the blessed john continued in the measure of human nature for it was not possible for him ever to advance to anything beyond but the incarnate word being in his nature god and ineffably begotten of god the father advancing continually to his proper glory was admired of all men for this reason it was he said he must grow great but i must be made small for he who remains in exactly the same state seems to grow small in comparison with one who is continually advancing but that it was right that as being by nature god he should surpass in might and glory human things he explained to them saying he who cometh from above is above all and he who is of the earth belongeth to the earth and speaketh of the earth who then is he that cometh from above and is above all as being god plainly the only begotten word of the father who was in his likeness and on an equality with him but for the love he had unto the world humbled himself to our estate as being such therefore he must necessarily surpass one who was of the earth one that is to say numbered among the things of earth and there like in nature such as was the baptist for he was indeed praiseworthy in virtue and incomparable in piety and had attained to the perfection of all righteousness and was honourable and worthy of admiration for the lord bore him witness saying there hath not risen among the sons of women one greater than john the baptist but he was not from above not of the substance i mean that is set above all rather he was from below a son of earth and one of us therefore to return from this digression as their heart was not free from jewish maladies they tell the blessed baptist of the saviour's divine signs and he as thoroughly knowing who it was that wrought the miracles exalted indeed in himself in seeing the saviour's glory spread abroad but to produce a firm and steadfast faith in him in those who as yet were halting nor thus far convinced that he is the christ he puts on the appearance of ignorance and so sends to him certain to ask him saying art thou he that cometh or do we wait for another 
cometh whither perhaps some will say for there are men who think that we ought to understand something of this sort that as the baptist was about before the precious cross to undergo death by the wickedness of herod and so to speak anticipate christ's departure and as his forerunner precede his arrival in hades he asks whether he will come there also to redeem those in darkness and the shadow of death and entangled in inevitable bonds but such an opinion is utterly to be rejected for nowhere do we find that the scripture inspired of god has declared that the divine baptist preached beforehand to the spirits in hades the coming of the saviour and this also we may truly say that inasmuch as once for all he knew the whole effect of the dispensation in the flesh of the only begotten he of course knew in addition to the other particulars that he will redeem those in hades and shine forth even upon them as by the grace of god tasting death for every man that as paul says he may be lord both of the dead and of the living what then does he wish to understand by asking art thou he that cometh or do we wait for another i said then that he puts on the appearance of ignorance purposely not so much that he might himself learn for as being the forerunner he know the mystery but that his disciples might be convinced how great is the saviour's superiority and that as the word of the inspired scripture had announced before he is god and the lord that was to come all the rest then were servants sent before a master preceding him who is beyond all and preparing the way of the lord as it is written by the holy prophets therefore the saviour and lord of all is called he that cometh for the prophet david in a psalm declares blessed be he that cometh in the name of the lord and what means that expression in the name of the lord it means in godlike glory and lordship and all transcending majesty and this again he has signified in what follows the lord is god and hath shone forth upon us for moses indeed came and appeared in his season and by his instrumentality the law was spoken to the israelites and then after him jesus the son of nun commanded the host and then in order the blessed prophets and they were indeed holy men honourable beyond comparison and endowed with a spiritual and all-excelling splendour but no one of them shone forth upon the inhabitants of the earth in the name of the lord in the glory that is of godhead and dominion but the only begotten word of god shone forth upon us as being in his nature and verily god and lord so god the father named him by the prophet habakkuk thus saying yet a little he that cometh will come and will not tarry and again also by another prophet the only begotten word of god thus speaketh 
rejoice and be glad o daughter of zion for behold i come and will lodge in the midst of thee saith the lord and many nations shall find refuge in the lord on that day and i will be to them a god and they shall be to me a people and that this has come to pass one may see by actual facts for a multitude of nations has been caught in the net and christ is their god and they are his people having therefore taken from the inspired scripture the name of he that cometh the divine baptist sent certain of his friends to ask if he were he that cometh and what follows inasmuch as christ by nature and in truth is god the purpose of john did not escape him but as well knowing the cause of his disciples coming he especially at that particular time began accomplishing divine miracles many times more numerous than those which he had hitherto wrought for so the wise evangelist has told us saying in that same hour he healed many of sicknesses and of scourges and of evil spirits and gave sight to many that were blind having then been made spectators and eye-witnesses of his greatness and gathered into them a great admiration of his power and ability they bring forward the question and beg in john's name to be informed whether he is he who cometh here see i pray the beautiful art of the saviour's management for he does not simply say i am though had he so spoken it would have been true but he rather leads them to the proof given by the works themselves in order that having accepted faith in him on good grounds and being furnished with knowledge from what had been done they might so return to him who sent them forego he says tell john the things that ye have seen and heard for ye have heard indeed he says that i have raised the dead by the all-powerful word and by the touch of the hand ye have seen also while ye yourselves stood by that those things that were spoken of old time by the holy prophets are accomplished the blind see the lame walk the lepers are cleansed and the dumb hear and the dead arise and the poor are preached unto all these things the blessed prophets had before announced as about in due time to be wrought by my hands if then i bring to pass those things that were prophesied long before and ye are yourselves spectators of them return and tell those things which ye have seen with your own eyes accomplished by my might and ability and which at various times the blessed prophets foretold and then he added necessarily to these things and blessed is he who is not offended in me for the jews indeed were offended either as not knowing the depth of the mystery or because they did not seek to know for though the inspired scripture announced beforehand in every part of it that the word of god would humble himself to emptiness and be seen upon earth 
plainly referring to when he was such as we are and would justify by faith everything under heaven yet they stumbled against him and struck against the rock of offence and fell and were ground to powder for though they plainly saw him invested with ineffable dignity and surpassing glory by means of the wondrous deeds he wrought they threw stones at him and said why dost thou being a man make thyself god in answer to these things christ reproved the immeasurable infirmity of their intellect and said if i do not the works of my father believe me not but if i do then though ye believe not me believe my works blessed therefore is he who doth not stumble against christ that is who believeth in him and what the advantage is that derived from this and in what way we are benefited by attaining to faith in him every one knows nothing however forbids our enumerating a few particulars for first indeed we obtain the light of the true knowledge of god and next when by the aid of holy baptism we have washed away the stains of sin being purified that we may serve him purely we are also made partakers of his divine nature and gain him to dwell within us by having the communion of the holy ghost and we are made also sons of god and win for ourselves brotherhood with him who by nature and verily is the son moreover in addition to those things we are exalted to the inheritance of the saints and dwell in bliss in the enjoyment of those blessings which are bestowed on those who love him and which the divine paul declares surpass understanding and description for eye hath not seen nor ear heard and into the heart of man have not entered the things that god hath prepared for them that love him of those may we also be thought worthy by the grace and love of him who giveth to every one bountifully all good things even of christ by whom and with whom to god the father be praise and dominion with the holy ghost for ever and ever amen end of sermon thirty seven